expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy. Warm prosperity greetings to you, dear friends in the USA and all around the world. This is Richard Levy in Chicago, the Windy City, and welcome to Wealthy Thoughts. We talk about the thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions you need to take in order to attract a prosperous, healthy, and happy life. Do you ever meet a man or woman who does not complain, you heard a little chuckle, accepts life as it is, is grateful for what they have and the good that comes in their lives? Could there be a connection between letting go of complaining and welcoming in happiness, love, wealth, and health? Let's talk to an expert on releasing and letting go of the need to complain. And even perhaps friends colleagues, and even family members who complain. Today, dear friends, you are going to meet Will Bowen, author of the worldwide bestseller, A Complaint-Free World, How to Stop Complaining and Start Enjoying the Life You Always Wanted. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we can convince you why it is in your best interest to live a complaint-free life. You might ask, well, how can I do that? You're going to find out. You came to the right show. Let's meet Will Bowen and find out. Hello, Will. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts. How are you doing, my friend? Great, Richard. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, Will. I love your positive energy, Will, and I feel it through the lines. And when I chuckled about finding a person, a man or woman who doesn't complain, um, I chuckle for two reasons. It doesn't happen that often, but you're one of them, and uh, you're <laughs> going to talk a lot about that today as the people, our audience around the world gets to meet you. Will, please share with our audience why people complain and actually attract more bad than good into their lives. Well, <clears throat> people complain um, for one of five reasons according to psychologists. They, um, the acronym that I like to use is GRIPE, G-R-I-P-E. The G stands for get attention. It's a human need. I was uh, just speaking with another author, actually, just a few moments ago, and his work is all about the need for socialization between human beings and how they can actually measure uh, people's uh, blood levels uh, based on whether they're with people or alone, and they actually show um, increased health when they're with people. So we have a basic need to get attention from other people. So people will complain to, to get other people's attention. The R stands for remove responsibility. They are trying to build a case that whatever they or you want them to do uh, is too it's it's too big. They're trying to convince you and them, more importantly themselves that there's no point in even trying. The I in gripe stands for inspire envy. Um, 
People complain as a way of making themselves look superior to others. They're wanting to inspire your envy of them. Um, it's, it's like bragging. People complain to make themselves look good uh, at the expense of others. And the, the P in gripe stands for power. People complain to have power in relationships and situations. They'll complain at work so that if it ever comes down to you against Donna in accounting, then everybody understands why they should side with you, and hopefully then everything will go your way. We have, we have this need to build alliances, and that's why uh, Survivor has been so successful. It's, it's capitalized on that. And then the E in gripe stands for excuse Poor performance, excuse poor performance. This is after something has gone wrong, and we're trying to basically cover our butts and explain why uh, it was impossible. So, G-R-I-P-E, get attention, remove responsibility, inspire envy, have power, and excuse poor performance. Those are the reasons people complain. Fascinating answer, ladies and gentlemen. This acronym, GRIPE, is in Will's fantastic book, A Complaint-Free World. And in his book, he goes in much more detail. In fact, a lot of the subjects that we'll cover today are covered in more detail. But the advantage you have today is that you're going to hear from the author himself and the reasoning that he wrote the book and his research since writing the book, Will travels all around the world and talks about living a complaint-free life. Will, so the complainers, so to speak, the people who complain are focused on what they do not like, the problems and not the solution. Is that correct? I would say that is very true. And I would also say when you say the complainers, I would say 80 to 90% of all people they simply they don't realize they complain. The average per- person complains 15 to 20, 30 times a day and has no awareness they're doing it. So I say complaining is like bad breath. You notice it when it comes out of somebody else's mouth, but not when it comes out of your own. <laughs> okay. It's people like are, bad breath. I love it. Uh, it you yeah. notice it when it comes out of others' mouths, but not your own. Right. And, and so, so people are, you know, people are complaining all the time, and they don't think they're complaining. They think they're simply speaking the truth. And when you get them to begin to analyze through the complaint-free program that, that we developed, um, uh, which is very simple, you just put a bracelet on your wrist, and every time you complain, you switch it to the other wrist, people begin to notice, wow, was that negative? Was that negative? Was that negative? It, it's... It's like when I was a kid and you were everywhere you were smelled like cigarettes because everywhere smoked. Well, now uh, people smoked everywhere, rather. Nowadays, people smoke very rarely anywhere. And so when you are somewhere, you notice it. Um, We are so immersed in this uh, toxic environment of complaining, both our own and other people's, that um, we're not aware of it. So that's the first key is the awareness. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, what... Will just mentioned is fantastic. First of all, dear audience, do you know a relative, a friend, a colleague who complains during the day is part of that 80 to 90 percent of people who complain 15, 30 times a day? And they they categorize complaining as what Will said, telling the truth. And no, they're complaining. Let's just call call a spade a spade. So I love that one, Will. So they're focusing these complainers, the people who are busy complaining, which is most people, 89%, focusing on what is wrong. 
in the world and perpetuating the problems and they're obsessed with with what is wrong. So complaining, ironically, will does not lead to solving our problems. Is that was is that a correct <laughs> statement? No. <clears throat> no, that's a myth, and yet we live it all the time. Complaining does not lead to the resolution of our problems. Complaining may lead to initially the uh, awareness of a problem. In other words, if somebody in your neighborhood notices that there's a problem in the dog part, well, they're complaining. Well, we say they're complaining. It's not complaining if you're talking directly to the person who can resolve the issue. So the neighbor says something to you or to other neighbors. It's not complaining. It's a way of saying, hey, let's do something. Now, if everybody says, nah, we don't want to do anything, we don't care, and the neighbor's still going around and telling everybody, this is why it has to be done, well, then it's complaining. I mean, it's just it's their issue. Um, so complaining, it depends on the words that you actually speak, whether or not something is a complaint. Um, you can say, it's cold today. That's not a complaint. It's a statement of fact. Or you can say, oh, it's cold today. It has to do with the energy that you put behind it. Wow. Okay. We're going to cover that a little bit later in the, audio, in the show, ladies and gentlemen. But Will just made an important point that he repeats through the book in different words to make to justify what he's saying is that uh, there's people who will state a fact, just what Will said, it's cold today, and then there's people who will state their opinion with emotion and energy, and we're going to come back to that, but you want to keep that in mind when we revisit that later in the show. So contrary to popular belief, complaining does not lead to solving our problems. Would you agree, Will? And and it doesn't, I don't don't feel like I adequately, I'm sorry, Richard, answered your question. It doesn't solve the problem because it keeps us focused on the problem. Wow. That's the biggest cha- challenge with the problem, with complaining. <clears throat> I mean, once, you, once you've called it forth, once you've said, okay, now this is the situation, then you begin to say, how will it look like when it's resolved? Um, so many businesses, uh, you know, you sit down in a meeting and it's like, here are the problems we need to focus on. And we are measured by our overcoming problems. We need to instead focus on what is going well. If we have an issue, talk about it as if it were already resolved, rather than dwelling on the fact that it exists, which perpetuates it. And then just simply uh, allow things to, to move in that direction, because our consciousness then leads us into the natural resolution of the problem. But because we're in a good space, we're happy, we're, we're feeling confident about what we're doing well, we feel more empowered for this, this resolution to take place. Will, do you feel the – this is a generalization, but from your book, you made a statement. Would you agree with this? Currently, the world is obsessed with negativity. Yes. Interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, did you get that? And I I think you'll agree, ladies and gentlemen, with what Will said. So, Will, on the happier side, less or no complaining leads to better health, more satisfying relationships, career advancement, feeling more serene and joyous. Uh, sound good? Is that uh, the life of somebody who does not complain too much? Yeah, it, would, it certainly is my life. <laughs> I can tell by your, your en- energy on that. Well, well, you say in your book, you've got to begin to treat your mind like a garden. Negative thoughts are seeds we plant in the world through complaining they will produce. Therefore, guard your thoughts. How can our audience guard their thoughts or protect them? Step number one is to become aware of them, okay. in my opinion. Um, you become aware of what you are thinking. You realize that you are not your thoughts. We we think that we are fused with our thinking. We. Yeah. <laughs> 
we we have something come into our mind and we think i'm thinking this well no in some ways it's a it's a reaction and and often it's sort of a fight or flight uh egoic negative sort of a thing and it comes up and we think well you know we have to act on that no we can think something else and um we have to guard our mind one of the greatest examples that i i love to give this man credit tony robbins wrote in a book uh for joan london which she gave me um a uh, a story about when he was taking lessons to be uh, to drive NASCAR uh, cars, and um, they had a, a situation where they would hit a button and one of the four tires would would squeal and the t- the car would go spinning towards the wall, and so um, they would do this. And what would happen with Robbins, as was with every driver, is as immediately that happened, they began to look for the wall to see how close they were to the wall so they could stay away from the wall. And the whole point of the exercise was to never look at the wall, always look at the track, always look at where you want to be rather than where you're afraid you're going. Fantastic. And that's a muscle. That is a skill that we have to acquire, and we have to do it time and time and time again in an environment where people are doing exactly the opposite. They're looking at anything and everything and awfulizing it. So it takes courage. It does take courage. That's a great metaphor and a true story, what Tony Robbins passed on his book. And congratulations for Tony passing it on to you and to Joan London. When we come back from the break, we're going to start right here, Will. And you made a fascinating comment in your book about a change in your life. I don't recall how long ago you decided to not watch any more news, but would you talk about that when we come back from the break and tell the audience why you decided to be news-free, so to speak? Sure. Okay, great. Ladies and gentlemen, this is fantastic. I get goosebumps. Uh, Will, thank you for being with us today. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend Will Bowen, author of A Complaint-Free World. you got to get the book. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. More with Will after the break. Stay with us. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. 
That's one 346 9141 If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, dear friends. This is Richard Levy. We're speaking today with Will Bowen and author of the international bestseller, and it's been revised and updated, A Complaint-Free World, How to Stop Complaining and Start Enjoying the Life You Always Wanted. Before we went to the break, Will was talking about how we can take responsibility to monitor our thoughts and to avoid and let go of the need to complain. And he's going to tell you about a very popular technique that he has made famous throughout the world. It's made him famous. And before we get to that, Will was about to share with you on how he shields his thoughts. He shields his thoughts in many ways. You'll hear it through the hour. But one way he does is shielding his thoughts from the negativity of others and what some call news, TV, newspaper, internet. You got it, Will. Tell us so the audience knows what you decided to do many years ago. Uh, well, I've actually taken it even further from that. Oh, no. Talk <laughs> yeah, to well, me. It started, it started with, I mean, um, actually what happened was I went to stay with my older brother after he had had some surgery. And uh, I noticed, because I, I tend to be a busy person, so my television is not on. It's rarely on. I'm, I'm just There are other things I want to do. And so um, he listened to CNN all the time, and I just noticed it was murder, rape, violence, murder, rape, violence, political corruption, murder, rape, violence, which, okay, that's, um, I guess if I can impact or, or do something about that, it is important for me to know. Otherwise, and especially if it's just running over and over and again in my head, you, you were talking earlier about the importance of, of saying something over and over in your head that's positive. And... Um, so uh, I just decided I was going to stop watching or consuming the news. And what's interesting is I stopped, and I didn't notice any kind of a lack. My conversations didn't diminish with other people. <laughs> Occasionally, I would I would hear somebody say something, and I I just wouldn't care or get into. I mean, I, we talk about other things, movies and books and things like that. And what was interesting was I was actually in Tanzania helping to build a. Uh, birthing hospital there with a group of volunteers Mm -hmm. and we went to give blood because having been in africa because of malaria you can't give blood in the united states for a year but you can there so they always say well before you go give blood so we did we showed up and um the manager of the blood donor place said michael jackson just died and we said wow isn't that interesting here we are literally on the other side of the planet and that would be something i'd want to at least know michael jackson you know passed away Mm -hmm. So if, if anything major happens, I find that people tell me, but what happens, in my opinion, the purpose of news, now my degree is in broadcast journalism, I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll be right up front, I have my own radio show, willbowenradio.com, mm-hmm. and what I feel that most media is there to do is to engage and enrage. Wow. It engages you through shock and awe and weirdness and anything it can, and usually it's violence, um, to get your attention. And it gives you the illusion that if you continue to uh, watch, that will be lessened. It's not. What they do is they keep talking about it to enrage you and get you more upset about it, and then you tell other people, and it endures. So I made a choice, a conscious choice, to stop actively consuming news and have done so for 
many years. And now I, I bought a new home back in June. I didn't even hook up cable or anything like that. I just, I simply don't watch anything. We'll occasionally watch movies, but there's too much else fun stuff to do in life than to sit back and watch other people do it on a screen. I love it. So, Will, you shocked me. You mean you're able to live a happy, productive, successful life without watching the news 24-7? And without ever watching the news. I love it. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. As a journalism major, you're aware of what uh, is behind news stories. Will try and believe, to- Hey, Richard, if I may. Yeah, please. Even when I was in journalism school at college, which was the University of South Carolina, my, one of my first uh, instructors uh, wrote on the board, and he was, I can't remember his name, oh, he was a former editor of the Saturday Evening Post. He wrote on the board, if it bleeds, it leads, and that's what we talked about for weeks. Whoa, that's a statement, ladies and gentlemen, that just says it all. Well, you say in your book, and this is a quote, trying to monitor each thought is futile. Consider a simpler, proven approach. Stop complaining and your thoughts will become more positive. You have devised a technique that has become famous all around the world. In fact, with more, ladies and gentlemen, with more than 10 million people in 106 countries have embraced the complaint-free concept. Would you be so kind to tell our audience how you devised it, how you came up with the idea of this, and, and how it works for the folks? Well, devising, it makes it sound like I, in some way, had something to do with it. I don't feel that I did. I was teaching a series uh, as a minister. I was teaching. I was a minister of the church, teaching a series on the book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity by... Uh, my friend Edwin Gaines, and she actually recommends that people go 21 consecutive days without complaining. People say they want more in their lives, they want to be more prosperous, but they complain about what they have. So she recommends that people go 21 days without complaining. So I was going to pitch that and tell everybody in my church that. And after I had written my sermon, I was actually in the shower and had this idea. I thought, well, how in the world will people know what day they are on? I mean, how would I know? Mm-hmm. And I thought about a little Livestrong type bracelet, and then I thought, well, what if you put the bracelet on your wrist, you're on day one. And when you make it to day two, you're on day two, but you're still on that wrist. As soon as you complain, you switch it to the other wrist. And as you say, the idea just exploded. I mean, People Magazine, Newsweek, Wall Street Journal, Oprah Winfrey Show, Dr. Oz, um, Oprah actually... Um, her organization actually purchased 50,000 complaint-free bracelets to distribute through the O Magazine in South Africa. Wow, 50,000. So, um, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's been absolutely amazing. And it's a simple thing. You get, you don't have to have one of our bracelets. If you want to, go to acomplaintfreeworld.org, acomplaintfreeworld.org. Then you put the bracelet on, you get a bracelet there, uh, you get a bag of 10 for $10, and the reason, and this isn't, we're a non-profit, or this is a non-profit, a complaint-free world is, and uh, it's the shipping that's so expensive, that's why we do 10 for 10. And then you put it on either wrist, and every time you complain, you switch it to the other wrist. The goal is to go 21 days without complaining. And I'm actually, I did it myself. I completed it in 2006. It took me oh, almost four months Hmm. And I'm doing it again right now. I'm on day 10. I'm posting every day on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Will Bowen. And um, I'm on day 10 for the third time this time. 
Because, you, you know, you'll string together some days, and then you'll complain, and you'll go back. But uh, what I do find is doing it this time, because I did it the first time, is so much easier. I mean, it really works. And like I said, I just sort of stumbled into the idea, and the world has responded. Well, this uh, is was originally an idea of the 21 days from Edwin Gaines. In full disclosure, my dear wife, Ann, and I have been to several of Edwin Gaines' seminars down in uh, Alabama, and she is one magnificent woman. Hello, Edwin, if you're listening. Well, I think it's important that our audience hears you, who made this this concept popular with Oprah, Dr. Oz, the news, news media, the morning shows, that it took you four months, if I understood you correctly, from day zero, four months later is the time it took for you to have a 21 days consecutive without complaining. Am I correct on that? Yes, and it was easier for me, actually, I think, because I hurled this this challenge out to everybody, and I tend to do stuff like that. Then all of a sudden I realized, oh, gosh, okay, I actually have to do this. And so being a minister, I stood up every week with my bracelet and held it up and told people what day I was on. And I could tell some people thought it was pretty cool, about a third, about a third didn't know what I was talking about, and a third thought, this is irritating, let's go on and talk about something else. But I stayed with it, and um, I finally made it, and I was the first person to actually do it. But And since then, we've had thousands of people do it. So what, I guess well, I was sort of the Roger Bannister of no complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, please share with the audience 21 days. Why not 18? Why not 41? How does 21 yeah. come about? Well, it is almost, uh, it's, I would say, honestly, it's probably urban legend. But it is an accepted belief that if you go 21 days doing something that brings you a benefit, and that's the key. Charles Duhigg uh, makes this point in his book, The uh, uh, Power of Habit, that the, the thing that you can't get up and slam your hand in the door every day for 21 days, and then on the 22nd day, you just want to do it. Whatever you do has to bring you benefit. And not complaining, actually, your life begins to change so much that um, 21 days of doing this, you, you see the benefit, and then it gets easier and easier and easier. It's tough at first. I'll tell you. People think, oh, well, I'm going to do really I'll just put this thing on. And when you get to switching it 15 to 20 times a day, which most average, you know, most people do, uh, a lot of people quit. And that's where you discover what you're made of. Okay. Well, I would like to role play. Uh, I'm a gentleman, and at least my wife says I am sometimes. Uh, If I or my wife were to come to you and say, well, I'm going to go complain free. I want a bracelet, but I'm going to wait until life gets better, and then I'll start. What are your feelings about that? I say that's like waiting until you're in good shape before you go to the gym. (laughs) Okay, and, and it seems like a lot of people do that. You know, I have a my massage therapist. I'm always trying to get her to you know, work out and everything. And it's, you know, for a long time she is now actually, but for a long time it was basically, oh, well, I get in better shape or you know, at home or whatever. And it just doesn't work that way. You you've got to life changes around to you, not the other way around. And ladies and gentlemen, what Will mentions his book as you go 21 days without complaints complaining and you get more and more successful within yourself what you when you stop complaining about what you perceive to be wrong and begin to speak about what you're grateful for and what you desire you force 
your manufacturer brain to develop a new product line. That's metaphorically speaking. So they change, become more positive to make it in simple English. Correct, Will? That's exactly right. Yeah, it's like your mind is a manufacturer and your uh, uh, mouth or your, your brain is a manufacturer rather and your mouth is a customer. And if the manufacturer produces negative thoughts, then the customer consumes them in the form of complaints. Negative thought, complaint, negative thought, complaint. But if you stop purchasing what the manufacturer is producing, that is you, you stop complaining first, then you become a happier person. In fact, that's that was that was the most that is the most common response from people who do this program. They'll say, "Oh, I've only managed to make it to day four, but somehow I'm much happier than I've ever been." I actually had a man email me and say, um, "I'm on day." Four. He said day four, and he said, um, "I'm happier than I've ever been." Like, and then he says, "Is it supposed to do this?" Mm-hmm. Like it was some sort of you know uh, byproduct or something you know harmful right. thing we should have disclosed may induce happiness. And that's why my whole focus now uh, has shifted to happiness, because I want to know exactly what constitutes and how do we become happy and and how do we get as happy as possible. So, ladies and gentlemen, you wear the bracelet, switch it back and forth. Eventually, you make 21 days without complaining, and your attention will be on what you want, and you begin to draw more of what you want into your experience. And... I want you to go to the website. We're going to announce his website, the Facebook page, before we close up today and, and how you can get the book. This is Richard Levy. Our guest today is our dear friend, Will Bowen. Will, you're fantastic. We honor you and salute you for the great work you're doing with the complaint-free world. Folks, you're listening to Wealthy Thoughts. We'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment have you friended us on Facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America once you are part of our Facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice America talk radio network And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy, and we're talking today to Will Bowen, author of the bestseller, A Complaint-Free 
world. And before the break, if you're just joining us, Will talked about his system about uh, switching your a bracelet from one hand to the other if you end up complaining and your goal is to go 21 days without complaining, and that is keeping the bracelet on one arm, and then you are complaint-free. And during the break, I asked Will, and I was not testing Will. I put him on the spot. I asked him, how's everything in Kansas City? And he says, beautiful. We had some snow, but I didn't get a complaint out of him, and I wasn't looking for one either. But I just wanted to share that with you. Will, your definition of complaining in your book, a complaint is an energetic statement that focuses on the problem at hand whether, rather than the resolution sought. And I'm emphasizing energetic statement. Could you spend right. just a moment in telling the folks about that? Well, sure. I mean, the, the dictionary definition of a complaint is to express grief, pain, or discontent. To express grief, pain, or discontent. So first and foremost, it's uh, something that you say. My definition is a complaint is a... Um, I help me with my, my definition. You just said it so wonderfully, and now it's slipping my mind, Richard. Okay, the definition. A complaint is an energetic, energetic statement. Energetic statement that focuses on the problem at hand, thank you, rather than the resolution sought. Right. Yeah, it, it has to do with your energy. It has to do, um, Eckhart Tolle in his book of New York says that most complaints have a how dare this happen to me energy. Um, you can tell it's a complaint if you talk about the weather and it's a darned inconvenience to you and how dare this happen to you. You're complaining. Um, it, it, it's sort of the, the height of silliness, in my opinion, to complain about the weather. I mean, talk about one thing we simply cannot change. Um, so, yeah, it, it has to do with your energy behind it that's focusing on what is rather than the way you would like it to be. Um, in the case of the weather, there's not a whole lot you can do. But if you've got an issue at work or with a child or with something else, you can aspire to uh, to see it differently and see it the way you want and speak about it in those terms as opposed to griping about the way it is. Well, let's uh, talk about different ways to uh, – different ways we perceive health, relationships, success, and wealth. A lot of people complain and ends up, end up going in a negative cycle. And there are other people who don't complain, and they are healthy. They have great relationships. They're successful in wealth. So let's just take one at a time. In your book, you talk about health, that many people complain about their health, not because they actually feel sick, but because the sick role allows them to achieve secondary gains. Would you talk about health and complaining, please, Will? Sure. And that number one... Uh, the, the number one expression of that is what I spoke about earlier in the example of gripe, G-R-I-P-E, people who play the sick role get attention. And in fact, they often get special attention. They don't have uh, difficult things uh, brought before them to decide or, or arguments or things like that because, you know, mama's sick. We can't talk to mama about this. Or uh, <laughs> they, they get special treatment from people and everything. So, um, yeah, and, and, and there has actually been a lot of research that has shown that, you know, it makes sense. Again, if you're speaking to somebody who can do something about it, it's not complaining. So if you tell your doctor, I'm sick and these are my symptoms, that's not complaining. But by the time people get to the doctor, they've told everybody and everybody's weighed in. Oh, I've got this pain right here. Oh, that's certainly this. And oh, my cousin had that. And by the time you get there, you know, you're certain that you're going to have to have your gallbladder taken out and it may be cancerous and all these things. And then the doctor tells you it's indigestion and you almost feel cheated. 
So <laughs> it, it sets us up to uh, to not only be sick, but embrace sickness. Okay. And you mentioned in your book, the problem with complaining about our health is that it tends to draw us to the actual experience of sickness. What goes yes. into your mouth determines the size and shape of your body, and what comes out of your mouth determines your reality. Correct, Will? Exactly. What you speak it, about your reality is true for you. For you. Okay. And you quote Dop, uh, Dr. Robin Kowalski, and she estimates that or says that medical doctors estimate nearly two-thirds of their time is spent treating parents, uh, patients, treating patients whose illnesses have psychological origins. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep that in mind. Another reason to work on that, keeping that bracelet on one arm so you can be a healthier person. Let go of complaining about the health and enjoy a healthier life. And then there are the relationships, Will, you talk about, and all of us can relate to that. And, ladies and gentlemen, the cliff notes, the short end of it, let go of complaining and you'll probably have a happier relationship. Will, you say in your book, Unhappy relationships are most often distinguished by how much complaining occurs within the relationship. Could you comment on that, please? Absolutely. Um, the, one of the, the most destructive things that has been found in relationships, in fact, a survey done in 1939 found that happy marriages at that time were distinguished from unhappy marriages by the amount of complaining that took place in the unhappy marriages. Um, complaining to someone drags the energy down in the relationship. I mean, everybody has this fantasy that they want to come home and gripe about their day to someone else, um, when in, in reality, if both people are doing that, it's just gripe, 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 and then the children hear it, and they gripe, 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 complain, 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 and then the family, the family will say, I can't understand why the children complain all the time. So, uh, this this complaining to one another uh, drags the energy down. The other thing is complaining about one another perpetuates the problem. When you complain about somebody, you are defining that person for you. I don't want to speak into metaphysical or abstract terms here. What I mean is that I know a group of women here in Kansas City. They get together for what they call um, group therapy, which means they go to a Mexican restaurant on Thursday nights, <laughs> margaritas, and complain about men. <laughs> now, uh, they all say men are dogs, and then they go home, and it's not surprising they see old Yeller sitting in the Lazy Boy. <laughs> if you just spent two hours complaining about the man in your life saying he's a dog, you're going to look for negative characteristics in that person. If you want to change your relationship, stop complaining about the person. I love this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a quote from Will's book. One of the great myths about complaining is that people feel they must complain to get others to change. And then Will says, you have never complained anyone, including yourself, into positive change. That's beautiful, Will. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Then we this show is called Wealthy Thoughts, and you talk about wealth and complaining, letting go of complaining, and you increase the flow of the energy of abundance into your life. You say in do in so doing, that is complaining, people repel rather than attract prosperity. Complaining never attracts what you want, it perpetuates what you do not want. Comments on wealth and complaining? Well, I mean, 
just since I've been fortunate enough to have, to walk this path now, having written this book and everything and spoken to, you know, the top of the table of the million dollar round table and met some very wealthy and powerful CEOs and, and celebrities, but contrary to what the media would have us believe, and by this case, I truly use media in the term very liberally because I'm talking about magazines like the National Enquirer and everything. The higher you go up the the aid list, the nicer, the cooler, and the less complaining people are. Wow. Complaining keeps you at the lower ends of the economic and success scale. Nobody wants to be around somebody. People think, oh, well, I'll be so talented and everything that uh, everybody will want to work with me. And everything. No, it just simply doesn't work that way. Um, in my newest book, Happy Stories, I interviewed a man who is actually um, dying of Lou Gehrig's disease right now. And he's one of the happiest people know. People people know he was recommended what mm-hmm. he's discovered is that they're in the nursing home where he is dying that the happier patients are treated better than the unhappy ones and wow. he doesn't believe the staff simply goes and goes well, i'm going to treat them better because they're happy no it's just a natural thing to want to do and be for somebody's happy so it, the best thing you can do in a relationship is become happy yourself that is the greatest gift you can give the relationship. Because everybody wants to be around a happy person. Everybody does. And in terms of prosperity, Will, I love this. It's so simple. The first step towards prosperity in all its forms is to be grateful for what we currently possess and we can't complain about what we have and be grateful for at the same time. In other words, you can't complain and be grateful simultaneously, correct? Right. You simply wow. cannot. And so... You can try and be, one of the things we should do is cultivate gratitude, and the other thing we should do is eradicate complaining. I mean, shearing off either end is going to move you much toward, uh, move you towards a happier middle. When you, when people uh, complain, they are actually diverting the course of the flow, that is the flow of goodness, abundance around them. So it's like putting a stopper in the sink. It just blocks the flow of good when they start complaining. Is that correct? Well, of course. I mean, everything is is based on your attitude. And if your attitude is one of cheerful expectancy, then you're going to receive uh, good things into your life. I mean, it just, it simply works that way. But if you're sitting there, gripe, 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 it just simply isn't going to happen. I I actually addressed one of my first big speeches was to a group of 3,500 salespeople, and I said something, and somebody said, you know, I don't know if I'd put it in those terms. It was a little blunt, but I think it's true, and I'm going to put it blunt here, and that is that those who bitch don't get rich. <laughs> those who I bitch mean, do not get rich. Yeah, those who bitch don't get rich. I mean, it's just if you're intent, and by rich, I mean prosperity in all the forms that we talks about, a healthy body, um, friends, uh, you know, a career that you love so much that it's play, not work. Um, those who bitch don't get rich. You, you, you speak nicely to, you, you're engaging with, and you're, you're a happy person, you're a non-complaining person, and people want to work with and accommodate and support you. Well, connecting that on to success, you have a a big section about success in life. And basically, anything you desire, you deserve. And you say, stop making excuses and begin to move toward 
your dreams. And so victims don't become victors, and you get to choose which you will be. And uh, can you, we're getting ready to go to break, Will, but can you comment on that about victims don't become victors very briefly? Sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it almost sounds like uh, motivational uh, self-help speak, which in some ways it is, but it's simply the truth. If you sit around and you think you're a victim, then life is going to treat you that way. Maya Angelou says that complaining lets a bully know that a victim is in the neighborhood. And we can <laughs> choose whether we're complainers and whether or not we're victims. Beautifully, beautifully said. So, ladies and gentlemen, the shortest path to get what you desire is not to talk about a focus on the problem. Focus beyond the problem. Talk only about what you desire and only to someone who can provide the solution. So what Will says then is what you say becomes your reality. Well, when we we just talked about four big areas of lives, and when people let go of complaining, their relationships, their health, their success and wealth have to improve, correct? Absolutely. Uh, you know, your thoughts create your life, but your words indicate what you're thinking. So okay. if you're compl- you can't be thinking positive thoughts and complaining. It simply is it's an oxymoron. Can't do it at the same time. Right. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to come back after the break and talk to Will uh, about complaining and how you can get in touch with him. But a big question you have out there is your spouse, your cousin, your brother-in-law, your mother-in-law, who's a complainer, are you out to change them? you got to hear what Will says about that. I'm Richard Levy with Will Bowen. Stay with us. You'll listen to Wealthy Thoughts. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Thank you. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at VoiceAmericaTRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN or follow along with us at VoiceAmericaTRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts, and we're talking to Will Bowen author of A Complaint-Free World. You can find the book on Amazon and also on Will's website, which we'll give you in just a moment. We're talking about complaining and letting go of complaining. So, Will, 
if I am able to successfully go 21 days without complaining and I feel great about myself, more happiness comes to my life, more wealth and prosperity, overall I feel great. But a mother-in-law, father-in-law, a cousin is a complainer. Would you give me that, i.e., the audience advice, how they can handle a person in their lives who is a complainer? Is their mission to go out and change them? No. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, it's an impossibility. You can't get someone else to become complaint-free. And again, if you're making that your focus, you're focused on a negative anyway. So that's your own issue to work through that. However, you can get them to stop complaining to you. So let's run through the five reasons quickly that people complain again. People complain to get attention. So if someone's coming to you to get attention, they'll come and complain, and they'll talk about something that's going wrong. So what you do is you begin to ask them what is going right in that particular case. They complain about their jobs. What's going right at your job? What do you like about your job? Don't you like your boss? Isn't it a cool place to work. Just keep doing those kinds of questions. What's going well? It's a great question. And um, <laughs> the person will either begin to talk about what's going well or they'll get so frustrated they stop talking to you and either way you win. <laughs> so um, what's going well? If a person's coming to you to complain to remove themselves from responsibility, they're trying to build a case as to why it can't be done. So your question should be, how could it be done? If it were possible, what would you do? If this could be handled, if this could be done, how would you do it? And ironically, people will sit there and they'll say, it can't be done, it can't be done. And you say, well, if it were possible, and then they'll answer you. I used this just the other day on somebody. It's always surprising because somebody says, this can't be done. If it were possible, how would you do it? And then they tell you. So try that. Uh, if somebody's complaining to you to inspire envy or brag, you simply compliment the opposite. What I mean about that is if somebody comes up and is always complaining that Joe in uh, marketing is uh, late with his reports, what you, they're wanting you to do is to notice how timely they do their work, his or her work. So you then say, and what I appreciate about you, Ellen, though, is that you always turn your work in on time. Great job. So compliment the opposite. If two people are complaining for power, just don't get involved. I mean, there, there is no, there is no, if you've got two family members or two people that are working, uh, that you work with that are uh, arguing, one trying to sway everybody to be on their side or the other, you remain Switzerland. You're neutral. You don't get involved. And then if someone complains to excuse poor performance, which is the E in gripe, if somebody's complaining to excuse poor performance, it's already over and done. They're telling you why they, they bombed. You simply ask them, what can you do to make sure you succeed next time? And that refocuses them. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, Will went through his acronym GRIPE. Get attention, remove responsibility, inspire, envy, power, excuse poor performance. And except for the excusing the power part of GRIPE, which he says become new Switzerland, and what he's talking about, and to our dear friends in Switzerland, we love you, we're talking about the neutrality. You're not going to be able to fix them. They're complaining. But the other people, and Will, I'm going to summarize, and please correct me where if I'm going wrong, that when somebody, the other person, the other man or woman is complaining, you're not going to go in with a motive of changing them and fixing them. You're going to turn it into a positive. You're going to do your best to uh, switch the current of the conversation from negative to positive. I mean, if you think about it, it's current that's flowing. And current always has two poles, positive and negative. 
you're going to choose to focus on and try and draw out the positive so that the negative gets diminished. This person is so, and, and again, they don't realize they're complaining, you know. So you've got to understand this person has no awareness. So what you're doing is trying to uh, basically use gentle mental martial arts to, uh, <laughs> to move them in a different direction. Will, would you comment on this? I love this from your book. You talk about uh, uh, complaining the Japanese and Chinese translations of the same symbol. And you mention in your book, if your intention is to fight complainers, you will have a much more difficult time than if you first tolerate and accept them. Yes, I, I think what you're referring to is that in um, the China, they refer to uh, buildings fighting uh, uh, earthquakes, okay. and, uh, whereas in Japan, it is tolerating okay. uh, earthquakes. In other words, you have a certain capacity to fight or a certain capacity to tolerate. The more we fight anything, the more we energize it. The more we, and, and it's, it's what Gandhi taught. It's what Dr. King taught. Uh, it's not that we, it's not that we, uh, give our, uh, approval to something. It's simply that we accept that we exist, that exists. The more we tolerate and the less that we fight something, the more we are put into an energetic field of transforming it. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, the best way to get others to stop complaining is through redirection rather than confrontation. Will Bowen, on behalf of all our Wealthy Thoughts listeners all around the United States, including beautiful Kansas City, thank you so very much for spending this enlightening hour with us. Let's tell our audience how they can reach you. Your, the website to get the bracelet or your, your website altogether is what, please? WillBowen.com, W-I-L-L-B-O-W-E-N.com. That'll take you off to the complaint-free world, or you can find information about uh, other things about me that you may be interested in. Okay. Also, my mm-hmm. radio show, WillBowenRadio.com, and mm-hmm. um, Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash WillBowen. Okay, and you mentioned earlier about the bracelet, a complaintfreeworld.org. Right, and that will okay. actually take you first to uh, willbowen.com and then right back to a complaint-free world. Okay, Will Bowen, ladies and gentlemen, W-I-L-L and Bowen, B-O-W-E-M. Will, thank you very, very much. You've been enlightening. You're exciting. We hug you, and we're grateful to you, and we appreciate you. Much more success and complaint-free living to you and all the lives you touch. Thank you, Richard. Then you're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to hear a replay of this broadcast or any Wealthy Thoughts show, simply go to thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com and click radio shows. We'll have this up on the website later on this afternoon. If you'd like to wake up to a free daily prosperity message, also click thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com. Join us on our Facebook page for prosperity conversations at facebook.com slash thoughtsmakeyouwealthy. Dear friends, remember... Wherever, whatever you talk about, think about, write about is what you create. Therefore, keep your focus and attention on success, happiness, love, joy, and abundance. We'll see you next Monday for our next presentation of Wealthy Thoughts. This is Richard Levy in Chicago saying so long for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. 
Please join host Richard Levy again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week, think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.